midwife Christine with the Birth Exchange Podcast. And today we are defining doula, okay? We need to understand how valuable doulas are in the childbirthing journeys and experiences of women, all right? So I am here with three phenomenal doulas who are also my dear friends, and they hold special places in my heart. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just get into what is doula work and what how can doulas help moms all over, either when they're having babies or after they're having babies, um, before they have babies? We're going to get into it. So, welcome. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start with you, Toy, and you tell us who you are, what you do, and what inspired you to become a doula. Mm. Well, I'm Toy, and... Um, I'm a postpartum doula. I'm now a birth doula. Um, and <laughs> I run Somebody's Baby. Um, and what is Somebody's Baby? Somebody's Baby is <laughs> a reimagination of life before and after birth for women, for families. Um, I definitely came into being a mom thinking there was like A or B. Um but I've learned that there is a whole spectrum of options for taking this journey, for mm-hmm. stepping onto the track and then moving, um, which is how I end up becoming a doula. I thought after I have my baby, A plus B is supposed to equal C, and mm-hmm. it wasn't seeing. <laughs> <laughs> it was not seeing. <laughs> it was not seeing. And with your help and the help of my doula, um, you guys kept an eye on me, which I didn't know was a thing. I thought that was my friends and family's job, mm-hmm. and they were. But there are some things, because conversations don't happen often about birth, things can be forgotten over time. Mm-hmm. So these women who had helped raise me or who I'm watching, they have babies. Um, sort of like if you don't use it, you lose it. And they're looking at me like, oh, I do kind of remember that, but I didn't mm-hmm. tell you about it because I'd forgotten. Um, and so... I actually just started learning as much as I could about um, just taking care of yourself postpartum Um, because just by changing what I was eating, I started feeling like I had slept eight hours and I still hadn't. I was still sleeping two hours at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, By taking an Epsom salt bath, you know, some of those aches and pains I was feeling, I don't really feel them anymore. Um, And then I would tell my friends like, oh, this worked. And then before I knew it, the combination of me having a home birth and learning these things started spreading. People were coming to me asking me questions I didn't actually know the answer to. But I would either call you or I'd look it up and then tell them. And it seemed like I was just being drawn to this world because the questions didn't and haven't stopped coming my way. Um, And I, I started asking, like, what makes you think I'm qualified to answer these questions? And eventually I stopped and just got qualified. <laughs> Just went ahead, took certification courses, um, still learning. I realize I will always be learning. Um, But, I mean, women helping women is how it's always been. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just happy to be a part of making sure that it remains a thing. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Dawn. Dawn is my work wife, everybody. Okay? (laughs) This is my work wife, my right-hand girl. (laughs) Don, can you please um, just tell us who you are and give me your definition of what a doula is? Like, people need to know what is the definition of a doula? What is a doula? What does a doula do? What does she not do? Help sisters out. 
So um, a doula would be a person that is an emotional support person, someone that is informative. We help you understand and information and how to advocate for yourselves. Um, I think that that is a lost art with our culture. Mm -hmm. We don't ask questions. We have been conditioned to just go and do. And uh, I think that a doula has been a person that is helping our families and our cultures advocate for themselves through education and information. Um, We are emotional support persons. Um, We definitely make sure that the journey and the goal is met. That's our goal, no matter what that looks like. Um, That can look different for everyone. Um, I am Dawn with Unique Birth and Breastfeeding Services. I feel like every birth and birth journey is unique, even with the same family, same moms. Every journey is unique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Aaliyah. Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. I'm happy to be here. Tell me what inspired you to become a, a postpartum doula. Postpartum, yeah. So um, I think postpartum was definitely a shift that I made um, after becoming a mom myself. Mm-hmm. And um, do well, birth work for me came as a whole, mm-hmm. um, came a few years before I, before I became a mom. But um, the postpartum shift for me was much more centered around um, my desire to, I wanted to hold space longer than just a 24 or 48 mm-hmm. hour mm-hmm. Um, birthing process. Not to say that that's not important. Sure. Um, but I, I wanted, I found myself wanting and needing to um, hold space for women. And, and I don't know if this is just a spirit led thing, but most of my clients have been high risk um, mm. or have had some sort of, um, I don't want to say intervention, but yeah, we'll, we'll use intervention sure. uh, during delivery, um, whether it's by their own accord or, you know, emergencies as they happen. Um, and so I found that postpartum kind of gets it's like the other side of the coin that gets forgotten mm-hmm. um, or, you know, something that gets kind of tossed in the wash and, you know, and, oh, you know, what happened to it, you know? And I didn't want that for for our women. I don't I don't want that for our women. So that's really what kind of drove me into making more intentional space for postpartum, um, and really like shouting about it and and advocating for it because I think um, unfortunately a lot of times in uh, not just our community but just it's a problem that I see across cultures is there's so much excitement for the baby and mm-hmm. and the delivery. And moms are just kind of left out there to dry. And um, like as becoming a becoming a mom, I really needed that support. I really needed that village. And it wasn't just something that I needed for two days after the mm-hmm, delivery. Mm-hmm, I needed that mm-hmm. well into like now. my kids about yeah now like <laughs> yesterday yeah so um so mm-hmm. yeah that really was was my um my driving force is I I didn't want anyone to feel like they were forgotten or that they were um you know, I've had the baby, now what? You mm-hmm. know, and like Dawn was saying, it's it's education, it's information sharing. We're in an age of, you know, you can find anything you want on Dr. Google. Right. But when you have that relationship with someone mm-hmm. and you're literally in the trenches with them from however until well after the baby gets here, I, I feel like I form, um, I consider my clients to be family. I, and I say that from the beginning, like if I'm consulting, 
if you are just looking to, you know, have somebody do this for you, do that for you, I say I, I might not be a good pick for you because I, I treat my clients like family. I treat your husband like like family, mm -hmm. your children. So like I really put the family back in the postpartum experience because it that's really why that's why we're here. We're 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 building families and we're building villages. We need the support while doing that. So mm -hmm. I really create mother centered um, mother-centered and then family-centered experiences for my postpartum mm -hmm. clients. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to normalize postpartum doula work mm -hmm. and services because I think the emphasis is, oh, I'm pregnant, I need a doula for labor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When the simplest task can be the most difficult mm -hmm. when baby mm -hmm. arrives. Oh, yeah. Finding, and don't let you have a C-section. Finding food. <laughs> yeah. Eating. <laughs> what am I going to eat? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. When can I get up and take a shower? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. the ability to do all of that yeah. mm -hmm. is so is so hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that a lot of mothers um, consider life after baby arrives. Like, no, immediately. it hits them like a ton of bricks. It's always a ton after. of bricks. <laughs> it's like, breastfeeding <laughs> and it's the postpartum yeah. phase. Yes. Of yeah. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I always tell, we talk about to our, our um, families about how you know, lactation hits you right away. The baby's mm -hmm. out, now you're in a, a phase of, you know, having yeah. to feed this thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And then when baby gets here, now you have to carve out time for yourself to eat a meal. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. not just snacking, mm -hmm. but an actual nourishing meal. Protein. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you, you need know? a minute to change those pads. Who's breathe. holding the baby? A minute yeah. to breathe. Where'd the baby go? A minute to breathe. Yeah. So you how know? can we normalize postpartum support? You know, how can we normalize that? How do we get moms to understand that post the postpartum phase of your childbirth journey is probably just as critical as the labor and the birth? I think it's about not romanticizing or falling into the fantasy of birth. Like, I think mm. there can be, it, it can be almost deceiving on social media even. Very true. Um, yeah. That birth is just this match. And don't get me wrong, it is. It's, it is a magical but it experience. Ain't. But it ain't, and it's very real. <laughs> And um, I, I, I mean, we'll talk about our own experiences, right. but when we when we fantasize and, and uh, I guess, create like a false reality yeah. in our, or a false construct of what yeah. it is to become a mother, like you're literally on life and death, like on that on that right. verge. Mm -hmm. And that's a very real experience. So I think mm -hmm. part of normalizing postpartum is is realizing this. This is what it is like. Be, I'm very, very. Um, Maybe blunt's not the right word, but I'm very... No, it's a good word. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> straight up with my clients. Like, let's let's talk about your postpartum plan. And they're like, yeah, we'll get... No, let's write it down. We're mm -hmm. not going to talk about it. We're going to literally go through it line by line. And we're mm -hmm. going to get this together. Mm -hmm. it, do you have a printer? No? Great, I do. So let's go ahead and type this up. Like, I literally will put it in front of my clients to make it real to them. Make it real to their partners. Like, yeah. this is... um something you can't just fall into. We have to prepare for it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is yeah. so important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think if we talk about postpartum, we need to also include our families, right? Yeah. Because if they're going to be the support team, then they need to understand what support looks like. Yes. Right? Yes. And if they're not. And if they're not, they need to understand what that looks like as well. Yeah. Right. We're asking for six weeks. Please respect that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But if we're not, we need a food train. We need things that are going to help us be successful in this recovery period. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about family support, family looks very different now mm -hmm. because we're all from somewhere else. 
Yeah. Right. Yep. All of our families we take care of at Birth by Grace are all from somewhere else. Some mm-hmm. other state is where mm-hmm. the support system is, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so we just try to help them understand, like, what does postpartum look like for you? Because mm-hmm. you, you're, you're home base. You're not in your home base where yeah. you would consider yeah. people to be, you know, mm-hmm. able to be mm-hmm. helpful to you right away. Or yeah, and it's just it's it's hard. Those are the families that I've seen benefit most from thinking about a par- postpartum doula, because part of what I've done for moms is. Um, help them mobilize who they have. Like, let people know, I see you as part of my community. Mm -hmm. You are who I'm thinking of when I think who will be helping me when this baby comes. Mm -hmm. So A, there's just one owning that I'm thinking about you. And now I'm letting you know. And then you get to respond and say, I didn't know that. I'm not in a I can't show up for you like that right now. Mm. Or, okay, let me know. What do you need? Right. And then from there, same, we make a whole email. Here's what I'm like when I'm stressed out. I like a warm bath. I like tea. I like candles. Um, please don't come in my house and do my dishes. You are welcome to do my laundry, take my kids for a walk, feed my dog. Um, if I've had a really hard day, sit at the foot of my bed, but don't speak. Um, no, you cannot hold my baby right now. Yes, you can come take my baby so I can take a nap, you know. Make sure my husband ate something. Ask him if he has something to drink. Um, yeah, because once baby comes, that's not the time to ask somebody, what can I do for you? Right. You, she's not in a position to delegate jobs. and She shouldn't be asked to do that. Um, granted, most villages don't know how to be a village other than meal trains and coming by too much mm-hmm. and wanting to talk too long and staying too long. And that's where <laughs> defining support looks like. Uh, oh, comes yeah. In, right? Oh, because, yeah. You know, and... Families just, they really think that, okay, I'm going to come by and help you. And mm-hmm. that help looks like how they think they're helping, but right. they're n- that's not really helpful, right. Right. <laughs> right? Oh, let me come over there and hold that baby. Mm-hmm. You know, like, nah, I got to breastfeed this baby. Yeah, because we don't There's really have a baby, culture. though. You can go and take that baby somewhere, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, my fur baby needs some attention. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. No, really. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so it is, there is just, I think, communicating is where people are falling short. Mm-hmm. And then people not understanding that they absolutely deserve support. That oh, part. right. That part. Because when you have someone running it down, like you ran it down, honey, last baby. You were like, look, I said, oh, look, I ain't trying to end up in the hospital again. I've been in the hospital twice after babies because mm-hmm. I didn't, I thought it would be too much to ask somebody to come help me, especially after having one baby. I thought the expectation was mm-hmm. she's got this. Right. If you ask me for help, Maybe that's saying something about the kind of mom I am mm-hmm. or the kind of woman I am that I've done this before. And I'm now saying I need somebody to help me. Mm-hmm. So I tried going myself and baby girls in the hospital two times away from the babies that I'm breaking my neck for. Mm-hmm. Had a whole doctor be like, girl, you won't be here for these babies if you keep doing this. Mm. So that this last one, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to be here. So, hi, guys. I love you. Right. You say you love me. So let's do this. I need you. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show up for me. Please. Yes. Bring me meals. Absolutely. But I need to see you. Come by and talk to me. That's the kind of woman I am. Mm-hmm. Please come take my kids outside. I don't want them to feel neglected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't I don't come don't come cook for me. Yeah. Ask me if I've taken a bath. Make sure I have enough pads by the toilet, mm-hmm. please. And mm-hmm. what was cool was on the back end, once I emerged from my bedroom, mm-hmm. my friends were like, that was so helpful. I could come over. Yeah, they're like, I knew exactly what to do. I'd be like, it's Tuesday. I can go over to his house and run it down. Mm -hmm. And And that's restructuring support, mm -hmm. right? Because culturally, 
that's not a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you might have your mom or your cousins or your, your aunties and grand, yeah. you know. But as far as, you know, when you're in another space, yeah. you have to restructure and redefine mm-hmm. what support yes. looks like mm-hmm. and be very intentional about yeah. asking. Yeah. Can we talk about, I think there might be like a palpable fear of mm. supporting not knowing someone's boundaries or not knowing how to show up for them. Like, Oh, for sure. I think that definitely exists. And especially in our community, like, Oh, she probably doesn't want me bothering her. So let me just, I'll check in on her next week. And then you forget next week. And meanwhile, she's, she really needs somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So can we talk about that? Absolutely. I I feel like there's just this association with postpartum and then depression. Yo, they don't mean Mm. instead of, yeah postpartum support right right like the phase of postpartum correct after having your baby right necessarily it doesn't mean that i'm depressed yeah let's be proactive let's not become depressed yeah Mm -hmm. let's be proactive and deal with it before it becomes an issue where i am depressed and if these things are handled and worked out and i think planned ahead of time then we don't have to end up in a depressed state Uh right yeah because i think families just automatically associate anything beyond the baby oh well they're depressed or right oh yes right Mm. Uh yeah but you got to plan for it Yeah. yeah I mean, but I think that there's yeah, a, only an urgency yeah. around depression, right? Exactly. I think that's yeah. a basic not necessarily care. Needs to know. Like yeah. postpartum does not mean we're depressed. Someone is depressed. Yeah, correct. It's not the synonymous. Postpartum phase is right. the time that after you have a baby and beyond, not mm-hmm. necessarily postpartum depression. Yeah, well, you know what's funny? Well, not funny, but my mom had always referred to um, postpartum depression mm-hmm. as postpartum yes and it wasn't until I was pregnant where I, I actually used that term at the OB's office and she was like stop right there postpartum yeah. is mm-hmm. different or depression mm-hmm. and how she was like let's not use that you know interchangeably, interchangeably. yeah and I was like oh okay yeah like but then I started to realize have I been preparing myself for a negative experience and not even like realizing that this in my whole life I've been hearing postpartum postpartum, postpartum mm. and automatically associating it with either having trouble breastfeeding or Mm -hmm. um, just the negative aspects of of that experience. And then it wasn't until, you know, in hindsight, I realized, did my mother actually have the support? Like, yeah, she had a large family, but did she have the support that she needed? Did she she have quality lactation consulting? Did she have the full package for postpartum support that would have allowed her to maybe... um, frame how she taught me about that experience inadvertently or subconsciously rather Mm, like if she would have had that and that's kind of the driving force behind my own care for for moms I see it in my mother as a mother now like Mm -hmm. maybe if she would have had this something else could have you know came Mm. out of that Mm -hmm. so I I I take that yeah I take it very seriously it's it is a you're literally healing generations yeah. of women with postpartum care. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's powerful. That is mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah, got yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shut me up a yes. little bit. <laughs> so let's talk about the different types of doulas. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can we get into that? Mm-hmm. Because there are a few. Mm-hmm. And so the people need to know, our audience needs mm-hmm. to know what's available in a doula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who wants to take that? Well, let me see. I have, I'm in so much training right now. I was just looking at a list of like doulas you can hire. I think there's antipartum, which is like high risk, right? They Mm -hmm. mostly deal with high risk um, mamas. And then there's full spectrum, 
which is the way it was explained to me, I hope to one day be one, you are prepared for any birth outcome, whether it be a live birth, um, a stillbirth. Um, yeah, and any birth outcome, that doula is prepared to be supportive in that. Um, then there's full circle, which is like birth and postpartum. Um, birth, doula, postpartum doula. Am I missing any? Death mm-hmm. doula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bereavement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the ones I can think of. So I am a birth doula. I only support um, prenatal and birth. Uh, once you deliver, I no longer care for you beyond the six-week time frame. That's kind of where a postpartum doula would pick up. Mm-hmm. Sort of, because I be hitting you up. Um, you do, you do. <laughs> but postpartum doulas, they pick well, up pretty much right away. They can, they but can. they should have been there long mm-hmm. time long, ago, mm-hmm. long time ago. It works for like planning for really sure. well for planning, yeah, for getting to know you. Like a postpartum doula could wind up in your home. You know, some will um, mm-hmm. be there to do some light housekeeping. They might give you a protective style, help you with your kids, mm-hmm. you know, help you around the house. Some of them, like you said, some people, you know, have their feelings about people being in their home. So they might just provide you with some education. Um, you know, I provide teas and like baskets um, to help you heal. And um, but getting to know someone beforehand, it just helps yeah. with like that comfort mm-hmm. level and being able to work well together so that when baby comes, the minute baby is here, you are postpartum. Yeah. So she should be in place, whoever mm-hmm. she is. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, yeah, she was there to know your plan, to help you get one together. Or if you don't have one, you can start immediately kind of feeling your way through that if that has to be the route you go. So do you think it's a better investment to... For, for those out there who are thinking about having a doula, do you think it's a better investment to plan for a full spectrum or to do a birth and a postpartum? You know, ideally, you would have both. Yeah. Ideally, if you don't have family around or if your family situation isn't one where that would be good for you to have them, like, close by. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, like, the village you've chosen right. if that doesn't feel like enough support. Yeah. Then ideally mm. both, in my opinion. Um, but if you had to go with one over the other, I really just say keep your mind open. Start a GoFundMe if you have to. Yeah. Or and just... also identifying <laughs> what you need. Yeah. Right? So just really reflecting on your own personal needs yeah. and then probably making that decision from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you might, it might look like two different people. Because you, you know, one uh-huh. person's strength might be here and the yep. other's here. Skill sets. You know, and yeah. And let's just talk about how we're all family, Mm -hmm. we're all moms Mm -hmm. and wives and Mm -hmm. all the things. So, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone kind of fits where they would need to fit. And I feel like that's probably the ultimate village, if you want to, if you, if you will, you know, Mm -hmm. like outside of your close family, friends, et cetera, like setting up who is helping you throughout the spaces, your midwife, your physician, your, you know, your prenatal labor doula, your postpartum Mm -hmm. help Mm -hmm. coming in through, you know, after the baby gets there. Like Mm -hmm. that is the ultimate like ideal situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you uh, touched on a critical point as well. I think a non-biased party sometimes is really important Mm -hmm. because if we're talking about mom coming in doing postpartum care, 
you know, now yeah. we're being influenced about expectations how, yeah. and how you how we're feeding, yeah. what we're feeding, a lot of that. when yeah. we're feeding, yeah. why we're feeding, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that mom is conditioned to be. Yeah. And we no longer are practicing those. Now, that's a good point. Yeah. And you got to work out what kind of mom you are. Correct. And some moms, some of our moms aren't in a space yet to give us room to do that. Mm. Mm. Now, that's a word. Yeah. I would think so, about that. Some people yeah. watching, I'm sure, you mentioned GoFundMe. Let's talk oh. about the investment required. Okay, that's good. If there's like an average, you know, range, of average, or however y'all can share that. So that's mm-hmm. one of my, my areas of passion. Start with like. So how much does a doula cost? How much does a doula cost? What is the price range for a doula? How can people pay for a doula? Yeah, definitely subjective. I think it's also influenced by like regional, like, you know, um, capacity. capacity. Yeah, capacity, what they offer, offer, um, whether they're a part of a collective or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Can I do a shameless plug? Yeah, please. You know, this is what the, this is for. <laughs> the Atlanta Doula Collective um, has kind of been like the the premier or like the forerunners of doing um, affordable community mm-hmm. doula care. Um, and that's really the whole point. We we didn't want it to be a luxury for uh, for moms who could afford it, you know, because mm-hmm. um, that doesn't help any type of health disparity or. Mm-hmm. Um, any birth outcomes improve by making it exclusive to those who can pay top dollar. Um, so they offer full service doula birth, support throughout pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Postpartum, that's right. And um, so, so that's one option. You can go the collective route, but I think let's let's just say birth. I I think like nine hundred to like. The highest I've seen for birth has been like seventeen hundred, just for the birth for a doula, not mm-hmm. for a midwife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's another cost that probably, if you want to factor factor in your calculate your your plan there, if you right. want a doula, a, a home birth midwife, um, what what does that cost look like? I, I think a doula is probably on average pr- between nine and let's say fifteen. Mm-hmm. I would say two thousand. Yeah, yeah, fifteen generous. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2000 it's 2023, sure. and I think that sure. 2000 is... Livable wage. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as a birth yeah. doula, we start well before the baby is due and yeah. birth ensues. Oh, yeah. So um, there's a, a lot of... Month commitment. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then there's the on-call time period, which Ooh, is a month. Someone explain on-call. So... And what that means. I would love to explain that. <laughs> because that is missing. That piece of knowledge is missing. Like people yes. need to understand what on call means when they have a doula. Yeah. The cost of being a doula. Uh I basically the cost it means to the doula of being a doula. And if, that is overlooked. If mm-hmm. uh Jasmine Sullivan was in town today and I was, you know, scheduled to be is there. Is she your favorite singer? What's happening? No, I'm just saying any concert. If you were going, Beyonce. Beyonce if you were going, correct. Yeah. If she okay. went to Beyonce, Beyonce and if you went in labor, you would. The I would. I would have to drive alone. I would have to cry first. First, <laughs> I would have to drive alone. Have a whole fit. I'd have to have all of my equipment in my vehicle. Mm-hmm. Currently, I'd have to be able. I'd have to be able to change my clothing within a decent time frame to be with at my client's availability 
within at least an hour. Well, before all of that, your phone is ringing. Well. At any time, at any given moment, at any hour of the day or night. Mm-hmm. That's on call. Yeah. That's on call. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to stop what you're doing at any given moment mm-hmm. to provide the services and support that you were hired for. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is what on call means. Yeah. Put your kids somewhere real fast. Real quick. The babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. However many you have, uh, you have a client who needs you now. <laughs> I got to go. If, somebody get these moment. kids. Please. That is the other reason why I switched to postpartum care. Yeah. I found that we're here providing the village for these moms, but where's my village? Like my doula support village. Like, I needed someone to watch my one-year-old and I have a mom that's in labor, but I also have a husband that works and my family is not in this state. So it, it really heavily influenced my decision to, okay, Aaliyah pause. I need to get control because I hate not being able to show up in full capacity. I hate having, um, you know, such high expectations of how I'm going to show up for you because that's what you hired me for. Mm -hmm. And then if anything that, I feel I could have prevented gets in the way. Now I feel like I've failed you and I've let you down. And I don't, I didn't like doing that by being on call for births because I never knew when two o'clock in the morning. And I also have a special needs toddler. So mm. two o'clock in the morning wasn't always a feasible thing for me to just drop. I can't just drop it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a big part of my decision to start doing postpartum care, like almost exclusively. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I did probably four births this year and the rest of it was postpartum because I could, we could set our appointment, Mm -hmm. we could schedule it. And Mm -hmm. it took a while for me to not have that almost like FOMO and being like, Mm. ah, like I, I, you know, there's a high. It, it, yeah. But it but for me it was also kind of draining. It, it the being on call was a little bit too draining for uh, me. Okay, I'm gonna have a transparent moment. Yeah, let's do it. Being on call is draining. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not sorta kinda. It is draining. Yeah. But I felt bad for saying that. Why? Because I was like, well, this is this is what I chose and this is what you But know? that's why I love birth work the way I do because you can look your birth work don't have to look like nobody like else's yeah. yeah. work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everyone finds their nick their nook uh what is it? Niche. niche. <laughs> it's right there. You know, niche. everyone yeah. finds their special spot and thrives in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I just love that the versatility of it. Yeah. You know, that's what makes it work. Yeah. Toy can do this. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah can do that. Mm-hmm. Dawn does this though. Mm-hmm. They can do, pick this up over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's what is also a part of the village. The village. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And your birth, your your collective. You know, you yeah. all are picking up pieces for each other. And mm-hmm. I think that yeah. that's probably the best way to go about doula work for birth, right? Yeah, you yeah. can't do it all because it's a I lot. I agree. It's yeah, and I agree. I just yeah. want to piggyback off of that as well. I feel like as a doula, you have to become comfortable with yourself. And your practice and the way that you do and support families, mm-hmm. right? That's correct. Because there's only, I mean, everybody's not going to be your family. Mm-hmm. And everybody's not going You're like not going to be doing. everyone's doula. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's correct. Right? Mm-hmm. So within that, I think that you have to become okay and comfortable yeah. with where you are. Yeah. Mm. That's good. That's what I would have told myself like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I, in each consult I have with, 
after you interview some more people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that. Can, I, you know, I'm big on that. I'm like, talk to you again, but I'll help you, you want find your doula. To find yeah. the right, yes. the right fit yeah. because yes. it's an important time sure. of their lives sure. and they don't want to feel any, no one wants to want, wants to feel away about mm-hmm. anything negative or any yeah. weirdness. You know what I mean? And yeah. you get that vibe when you're consulting. Oh, absolutely. You do. So when people consult for doulas, that's a good segue into mm-hmm. choosing a doula. Mm. Right? Yeah. So you're multi you're um interviewing multiple doulas, at least three, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least three. You're communicating your needs. Yeah. Yeah. Up Seeing front, if the, yeah. you know, the vibe check is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. What are yeah. the things that clients should be asking? Mm-hmm. What is it that we as doulas should be asking? Mm-hmm. Now that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Not spun it on me. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking because but I feel true. like yeah, a lot of it's a relationship. It, it is. is. It is. It's a two way. And I, and compliance is a real yeah. big. I I feel thing for mm-hmm. us as doulas. I mean, how can we be effective mm-hmm. if your part is not upheld? That's real. Yeah, especially when you're sh- when you're very clear on how you show up then it doesn't make sense to work with someone who would have a hard time with that. Um, mm-hmm. I had I had someone start kind of interviewing me a bit through like an online service. So mm-hmm. we didn't know what each other looked like. We were just texting. And she was trying to go straight into like, okay, well, if I hired you, and I was like, what are you expecting from me? And she was like, oh, uh, I don't know. And it was like two days before I heard from her. Because she wanted a doula, but didn't actually know what she was expecting. Like, if I had one, what do I want from her? Um, which is the best question—the best question for me. Once I get that answer, it's one of the first things I'm going to think about. Well, she said she wanted this. I don't do that, or I'm not—I'm not comfortable with that. That would be a huge inconvenience for me that I'm not able to work around, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because we are like dating each other, if you will. Right. I need to choose you, and you need to choose me. Yeah. And it's not just clear one or the about other. what what you do offer, right? And what yeah. doulas do and don't do, and all those yeah. things as well, mm-hmm. right? So yes. Can someone explain and that? Yeah, <laughs> I I think there's an art to consulting, and there I try not to get too far off that script that I have for myself. I give myself thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. No, of course. You know, I'll go over sometimes if there's questions or or whatnot, but I value my time and I, I use the first, and this is something I learned from, um, she's a doula, Sankofa Mama, Sierra, Mm -hmm. um, in Texas actually. So, Mm -hmm. um, for the first, I don't want to give her intellectual property out, but it's a 30 minute consultation. And, um, like I said, it's an art to it. And so by sticking to that, it helps me to not feel pressured when a family presents well could you do this right. i i you have to have your own stand you have to have your you got to stand on what it is that you that you offer because i find with a lot of especially with a lot of new doulas um just eager to get clients yeah and they'll agree to doing things that are not in their contract or, or their scope or their scope of practice and i have personally learned i had a pretty per- terrible experience with that where just wanting to help and wanting to to you know be there and support and the things that I was providing for this client were not in my contract and I did not get paid for them and when I confronted her about it she was like well that was your fault and I was like you're right you're right <laughs> you're right Worked. that was my fault so um you know we stopped services but again sticking to what's if, if a client goes off script a little bit like well I think we could do add this 
and I'll say, well, my hourly rate is this. Right. Um, I don't do a la carte services. Some doulas do. Here's a list of doulas. If you find, you know, maybe they that would be <laughs> your next step moving forward to mm-hmm. consult with them yeah. to get your full package. I, I never want clients to feel like they have to settle for anything. Like if you really do need this and it's non-negotiable, say that. Yeah. Have you all had clients call you to deliver their babies? Huh? To no. catch their babies. <laughs> no. It's a mm-hmm. thing. It's a thing. I can understand I it being it. a thing because I think as as much as I am now aware of what a doula does, mm-hmm. for the most part in conversation, I sense a lot of uncertainty about mm-hmm. what a doula does and doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Right. I've had someone ask me to be her doula for a free birth, and I said, well, you know those things don't really line up. I was like, so what, again, what would you be, what would you expect me to do? And she's like, well, I didn't, I would just need you there for support. And I was like, but that's not really a free birth. You don't want me to Mm. like physically touch you. You don't, and I'm not going to physically touch you because if anything goes wrong, like we're in this this room by ourselves. Hot topic. So I will just open up with saying (laughs) we are not medical professionals that's outside of my school we are not medical professionals no we don't catch babies a lot of people think postpartum doulas are nannies or maids yes not true we might do some light housekeeping maybe we don't all do it Mm -hmm. um we might entertain your older children some don't (laughs) um that yeah, that's a conversation that's based on what she offers. But hiring a postpartum doula is not hiring someone to come clean your home, or to watch your children all day for however many weeks you'd like to hire them. No, ma'am. I think there's a major misconception around uh, birth doulas. I think that a lot of people confuse them with the midwife. Mm-hmm. I tend to always try to miss or sorry, redirect my families to understand that I am just emotional and physical support for them. The uh, midwife is the medical trained professional that will be delivering a baby. I do not deliver babies. I don't want to deliver a baby as a doula. I am just emotional, informational support. So that would probably be a good segue into why would women need both a midwife and a doula? And I love answering that question because there are two different roles happening. Mm-hmm. Although they may mesh a little bit mm-hmm. at some point, um, the focus is, is different. So if we're at home, um, you know, the midwife is focused on the health of you and your baby, making mm-hmm. sure we're still in this green green light, if you will, for home birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and just clinically making sure our boxes are checked mm-hmm. versus that doing that and all she does not do I'm not gonna say she does not do mm-hmm. she's not focused on her primary her primary role is not to provide physical comfort measures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rubbing the bag and mm-hmm. squeezing hips mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. in addition to trying to make sure you and your baby are still good for mm-hmm. this home birth mm-hmm. in the hospital if you have a midwife at the hospital she definitely is not one right. who is going to be offering any type of physical support mm-hmm. um, because she is dotting in in and out of the room, mm-hmm. right? So you definitely need both people if you can mm-hmm. have both people, mm-hmm. both um, professionals, yeah. being a doula and a midwife because those two roles are very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a good point to mention that in any credible doula training, you'll learn that doula support is meant to be 
continuous. Mm-hmm. That's what the evidence for birth outcomes is based on the 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 concept of having continuous support during labor, um, specifically during labor, where you know, uh, with a doctor or even even nurse midwives, it's more of intermittent dropping in, checking. Okay, good, right, I'm mm-hmm. out. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's not con- a continuous model of care. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when it comes to um, how many prenatal appointments you have, if you tally up that time. Um, for most OBs, I think it's like what, like four hours for the course of your whole pregnancy, mm. or something, something ridiculous. Like it, it's not even close to how much time a doula will spend with you um, and your family, uh, preparing you for the delivery, preparing you and supporting you through that birth. So again, we're talking about paying your doula what your doula is worth and what she asks for. Mm-hmm. Your doula is going to spend probably two or three times more time with you than your OB will. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, um, plus all the phone calls and texts. Oh yeah, the con- mm-hmm. and two o'clock in the morning is okay? and you is have that a gas okay? pain and you're like, am I having contractions? Yeah, like, correct. I and that that was something else I wanted to say um, about common misconceptions that doulas mm-hmm. are obligated to um, give you their time all of the time. Like, or that, you know, we don't have families and other sure. responsibilities. Like, I appreciate I've that. lost clients because of that, mm-hmm. because I've, I've set boundaries, boundaries. For, for a time and they have crossed that boundary and there has been an issue or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but you're my doula. And it's like, I am, but I'm also a mother and I'm also a wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, I'm also a person, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so that was another misconception I wanted yeah. to talk about. I think humanizing yeah. mm-hmm. us in this yeah. support role is very very important because it's not always about the money. Yeah. Sometimes oh, I, will, I will leave money on the table. Not all money's good money. Not all money mm-hmm. is Let's good be money. Clear there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if it, pass the vibe. And you want to have clients yeah. who are going to respect that up top. They yeah. know boundaries. You know, I'm going to yeah. email her versus texting her right now because yeah. this is not an emergency or an yeah. urgent situation. Like you want that mutual like respect. Respect. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. So yeah. definitely setting boundaries up front. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. How can doulas have better, how can doulas support moms in the hospital mm-hmm. under all the stress, right? Hospital mm-hmm. birth is very stressful on doulas yeah. because you all fight through a lot of different dynamics, right? Now y'all are home births. Are you pri- primarily home birth doula? The only birth I've supported has been in the hospital, but I've only given birth at home. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm primarily home. Okay, mm-hmm. and then of course you're a home birth midwife mm-hmm. yeah. with hospital experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Huh? I came out of the hospital initially. Um, it's extremely hard. I think the one way that we can help families that do birth in the hospital, I think just through education and advo- learning how to advocate for mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in one of the other episodes there was mention about we are conditioned to not ask questions. Mm-hmm. And so I as think, doulas? or no, just mothers, human humans. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. As mm-hmm. black people, yeah, mm-hmm. we are conditioned to not ask questions. Mm-hmm. We just do. Yeah. Just do. And trust, yeah. like give mm-hmm. our trust blindly. Away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think we're yeah. taught no news is good news. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that just coming away from that, trying to understand what it is we're, discussing Mm -hmm. ask your ob what does that mean please explain Mm -hmm. please you know um explain further i don't understand can you rephrase it Mm -hmm. yeah you deserve that yeah Mm -hmm. 
you deserve yeah. an explanation mm-hmm. if you're not, uh, you know, clear. Mm-hmm. But if that if you don't say you're not clear, how would they right. know you're not clear? Right. I think mothers birthing in the hospital should have doulas. 100%. I think it's. 100%. I think the the dads need the doulas. Agreed. Probably as true. much or maybe even more than the mom sometimes. I agree. Because in most it's of just the that ch- environment is so mm-hmm. yeah, like any environment. Choppy. I think for a very dad. Choppy. I think in the environment for a dad, I think that uh, there's a big misconception around the fact that we as doulas remove people. We don't. We're a part of yeah, we're not replacing the team, yes. the overall. So that means dad, mom, whomever yeah. you've decided your birth team to be, mm-hmm. we we are just another added layer mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. We support the family as yes. a whole. Yes. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're like, I feel like. Especially in a hospital sitting, setting, I see myself as a reminder. Like, I'm right here to go, Dad, you can tell them, thank you for that information. Mm-hmm. Will you all leave while I talk about this with right. my yeah. wife? Yeah. Um, you know, or she said she didn't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in pain right now, so she can't say it, but she said no. Mm-hmm. I'm that reminder to go, you, you can say no. She said no. You can say that again. He didn't hear you. Um, yeah, like a, a, a help. I'm not the advocate between you and the OB, you and the nurses. But I'm here to remind you, Mm -hmm. you can say no to that. You can say, wait. You guys did talk about that. I know this is a big Mm -hmm. moment, but you did say, yes, you wanted that when things were calmer Mm -hmm. and we got to talk Mm -hmm. about it. Let me remind you of that. Um, Yeah, so that that things can be okay. When things get stressful, you know, you can, all kinds of things will leave your mind. Correct. (laughs) Uh, And that's why it's important to have a birth plan. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. What is the birth plan? What is that? Hmm. <laughs> Tell us what you a birth a, plan is. I have Adia. a biased opinion. It's not a magic. I mean, go experience. shoot for it. Shoot because I, we know that birth is unpredictable. Exactly, and that's something but, yes. that I always I start out. I don't even do the birth. I have its own session. The birth plan is a whole. I have a two and a half hour block, and we sit down together and we type it up. We create a document mm-hmm. and we save it together. Dad, what's your email? Dad, you're getting this too. Great. Is your grandmother? Is your mother on the birth team? Great. Mother's getting this as well. I would literally put everybody on that birth plan. I don't want nobody saying they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Right. So, birth plans. I think mm-hmm. on, to your point, Don, our birth is unpredictable. I think we should still plan for it, mm-hmm. but with the understanding that um, change is happening. Change is is inevitably going to happen Mm -hmm. very few instances do births happen how you just want them to Mm. you know babies come on their own terms Mm -hmm. and um i I think that's very important for clients to not get too attached to birth outcomes Mm -hmm. and i think that can actually be a prerequisite for um like pmads or or postpartum pain postpartum grief postpartum uh anything like mood disorders that mm-hmm. might be enhanced by a negative birth experience. Right. Yeah. Um, and so not getting too attached. Of course we want everything to go well, but um, you know, preparation, mm-hmm. education, empowering you to believe that what we are preparing for, we're going to do it. Let's, let's, let's prepare. And if, if not, we're going to pivot. Right. Yeah. We have to, and you got to know how to pivot. pivot. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a pivot. You Cause have the main to thing be is baby. Mm-hmm. Healthy baby, healthy mama. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. Yeah. Not what music was playing, what smell was coming right. out of the diffuser. Yeah, Those things are great point. and lovely. Yeah, if we can have that going, let's do it. But if not, at the end of the day, is mama good? Is mm-hmm. baby good? Mm-hmm. We yeah. did it. And, and, and as a birth doula, I think that that's really where postpartum doulas really come in. Uh-huh. Because 
we as birth doulas always say, okay, mom and baby are healthy. Yeah. But mom and baby still need to process and go through what they need to mourn because it didn't go according Mm -hmm. to plan. Yeah. You know? That's become a huge part of my work. Mm Mm-hmm. Like getting mom to tell the birth story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And getting her maybe to do it more than once. You mm-hmm. know why? Because we're telling her everything's good. Mm-hmm. You have a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. You're healthy. That's so everything's fine. Mm-hmm. So now we have to compartmentalize it and move on yeah. instead of actually saying, I didn't like that part. Yeah. yeah. And being yeah. able to not like that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not even if it was a. Uh, a story where things it's like mostly challenges, you right. know, and things that are hard to talk about, even if it was amazing mm-hmm. and like the birth of your dreams, like to share it mm-hmm. and to, to tell it is an important part of postpartum healing, like mm-hmm. correct, to actually mm-hmm. go through it. Mm-hmm. What was this like for you? What mm-hmm. do you remember? Who was a part of it? Yes. What did their part make you feel? You got to share your birth mm-hmm. story if you're going to be on any sort of forward trajectory in postpartum. Yeah. But to your to that point, you have moms who have had excellent, wonderful, beautiful birth stories mm-hmm. and feel guilty about that. So they don't mm-hmm. want to share. I think that it's a um, it's an attack on like black joy. Like we don't feel entitled to joy. That and that's so something true. that's uh, it's uh, it's pro- it's a programmed thing mm, yes. for especially for black women, like not feeling entitled to our joy. And because we should have gone because we should struggle. have suffered yes it should have been hard for you yes because it was hard for your mother and it was hard for her mother that's deep. and that's all that you've heard and prepared yourself for or maybe you Ooh, I you're feel floating like that is powerful that is, that is very and that's i think very, that very. that's where we as doulas really need to step in and be that barrier we're doing spirit work and we have to oh, say yeah. Yeah. your mother's birth is not your birth it's not yours and we're going to be right here mm-hmm. we we appreciate mama's birth yeah but yeah. we're going to have our own. Yeah. Hold like when people say holding space. Yes. Like, what is that? It's mean? real. It literally. It's real. We hold space yeah. for you. Yeah. There's like, room for you. Like, yeah. There's room for you. I'm, Take it up. Look, yes. let me show Take you. Take up that space. Yes. All of Unapologetically. It. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, say that because yeah. I've had moms and family say, how dare she? Mm. Mm. But in that moment, that was what was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I had had the idea that my entrance into motherhood would look a lot like my mom's because we share genetics and it was and has been so different mm-hmm. and that rocked my world like mentally. I didn't know where mm-hmm. to categorize that. Like, how am I her daughter? And this has been so, so different for me. I want to make different choices. And literally like birth was like three times as long as hers. You know, I chose the breath speed. She didn't like, why is this so different? And it's because we, we're different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm different from my mother, who I came from. And I'm different from everybody else. My story doesn't need to be like anyone else's mm. in amazing ways and, and in hard ways. If I can't relate to every hard thing a mom has been through in the same way, like, that's okay. Yeah. And if all the good things aren't the same, they didn't go, you know, A didn't go all the way to Z the same way. Like, that's okay. it's okay for my story to be all mine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it might feel a little lonely, but I'm not alone. Yeah. We're all still we're all still moms. Well, you here. just created the narrative for you, and I've yeah. been I've been privileged to be a part of at least two of your babies, and they have been totally different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same mama, same yeah. family, same yeah. dynamic, yeah. same birth team, yeah, and they were totally different. Talk about spirit work. 
it was my doula who helped me see like you know each time you give birth it's almost like you're being born again mm -hmm. and like we were talking about nobody stays the same their whole mm -hmm. life and for me it's been very clear with each of my kids like my first came to show me how strong I am mm -hmm. my second came to show me I deserve peace and I can't have it mm -hmm. and my third came to show me like you can heal and it's time to do it um and like my doula, my doula helped me like kind of put those pieces together. I was so focused on, mm. I don't want to have a scary birth. Mm. Don't want to have another scary birth and I don't want to tear. Um, and she was like, right, can we get all of you ready for that? Like <laughs> you want a peaceful birth, are you at peace? Mm. And I was like, I think I am. Well, let's talk about that. How are you, you know? Space. Yes, and because she did become like family because the birth room, wherever that is, is very intimate. Yeah. That road leading up to it is very intimate um, and everything after. And so whoever's involved, they do become like family. Like yeah. this is family right here. Mm -hmm. um, like for the rest of your life, once you've seen where this baby came from, <laughs> you in here. <laughs> um, but in, in a really interesting way, once someone's seen you in that space, they really have gotten like a peek at your soul and that's, yeah. that spirit connection mm -hmm. is... I don't even know if there are even words for that. Yes, there are. They are. Yeah. And as a doula, I have to say that that is such an honor mm -hmm. to be in such a vulnerable yeah. space with a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Through absolutely. The the bad. I mean, they've never been there before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if this is baby number nine. Yeah, yeah. Like, correct. You haven't had this baby yeah, everybody this time. Say everybody that. should have a doula. I don't care if it's your first baby or your 18th baby. Yeah. yeah. Because you definitely don't need a baby. Yeah. <laughs> the more babies you have, the more you need to do. Right. Look, that, okay. that right there. Yeah. So thank you for that conversation. That was good. Mm -hmm. Felt good. Really good. We need to start reclaiming our joy in birth as yeah. black women. Yes. And mm. creating the village around us to help us do that and revel in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think that was a good conversation today. Mm -hmm. How can we find you, Aaliyah? My name is Aaliyah Bowler. Um, I am owner of Yeye's Gift Dual Services. Um, Yeye translates to mother, so it's mother's gift. Um, and you can find my on my website, www.yeyesgift.com, and that's Y-E-Y-E-S. Um, yeah. And Facebook, same thing, Yeye's Gift. So that's how you can find me. Um, and you offer primarily postpartum doula services. I do. I, know I also do placenta encapsulation. Yes, I love cooking. Yes. Um, that's a big part of my postpartum, I call it experience for, for my clients. Um, I make sure you eat, girl. I make Listen, sure you, you eat. Listen, you need to make sure some midwives eat yeah. out here, dude. Can we get a, a <laughs> meal a going party. on, a right. meal train? Everybody yeah. needs a meal train. I love, I love doing that. And, you know, daddy eats. Mama eats, Good. kids eat, everybody eats when I'm when I'm taking care of you. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Don, how can people follow you? You can find me on IG at Unique Birth and Breastfeeding Services. I can be reached uh, via my website at ubbservices.com. Um, yeah, I offer birth support services, mostly for home birth families. Okay, great. Yeah. Cool. Toy, how can people find you and what do you offer? You can find me on Instagram at somebody's baby ATL because you're a mother now, but you've always been somebody's baby. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, the website is somebody'sbaby.co.com. Com was taken. Um, I offer birth doula services, home birth hospital, wherever, um, postpartum services in home, um, but I also make postpartum baskets, which is really fun, mm. with homemade small batch products from these hands that yeah. support your body's natural healing processes. Sure. Um, Lovely. And then I also made a, a workbook to work through a partner and um, mom to work through preparing for postpartum, um, getting your mind right, getting your house, your village, your mind, and your partner ready for life after birth. Um, and then I also, I love to gather moms together for mm -hmm. postpartum pillow talks where we get the real on life after birth. Um, and then I've started uh, creating these really lovely dinners where we just remember that we are women who became mothers, mm -hmm. um, but we take care mm -hmm. of ourselves. We kind of digress about motherhood and just get a beat on on where we are. We want to show up as amazing moms, and that's so good. But um, it's just a small part of who we are. So is the dinner wine welcome? <laughs> wine is welcome. Same. I love feeding people, but with three children, I don't always have the capacity to make the meals for everybody. So at these dinners, I get to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And then for Mother's Days, um, as a postpartum doula, I don't offer showing up in your home for days on end to support you, but I do offer Mother's Days which is six hours of me, you, and whoever else in your immediate family you need to be there. You, Everyone will get a shoulder-neck massage because holding babies makes these muscles a little weak. Mm -hmm. um, I'll feed you, make sure you're hydrated, and you can have time for a nap, bath, both, whatever. Um, I think I'm going to In your it. home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's booking. been fun to offer, and most people tell me it feels like their mom came to visit for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I'm usually hired by women whose moms can't make it um, immediately after baby is born. So, yeah, it's been a really nice way to, to show up in a way that works for me with what I legit have going on in life. How beautiful. There is no reason you can't have a doula. Yeah. You got three amazing doulas here you can reach out to. Okay. So today in Defining Doula, the episode, we learned that doula support can look like whatever you need it to look like. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as you identify your own specific needs, there is a doula for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for watching Birth Exchange Podcast with Midwife Christine, and we'll see you on the next episode.